is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For part two with Mike Isaacson, we continue the conversation on relationships. We also discuss self-talk, leadership, and instincts. So I hope you enjoy part two with Mike Isaacson. The relationship you have or had with that investor, was that mm -hmm. their own demeanor to say what's next? Or was there a trust and a relationship naturally between the two of you? What was that? There, there's a trust and relationship and also having worked with, you know, many investors throughout my career, um, you know, they tend to, I mean, you know, the whole cliche of the producers and the little old ladies just really isn't possible, <laughs> you know, because of SEC regulations and stuff. So you're, right. you're, you're generally dealing with a person of wealth and you're, you're dealing with a person who understands risk. So the, the most important thing is they feel that two things, it's like anything, are you doing the best you can to create and protect and, you know, everything, the production, their, their investment, are they seeing that? And then are you being clear and honest in your communication? And if you do those, you can, you know, what I tell young producers or their people starting a career is like, yeah, you may think they're investing in the show. They're actually investing in you. They're believing in you long-term and what you're going to create. So that's what you have to honor. You cannot stop. You have to keep going. What's next? Unless you're being stupid or reckless or, you know, whatever that list is, which no one I'm talking to is, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the concept of, of keep going, you know, keep moving forward, especially in the theater industry. You got to get out of the bed in the morning. Is there a self-talk you have, you know, if self-doubt still creeps in a way you keep moving forward or a thought process regarding it? Um, wow. Good question. Uh, I say this laughingly, but I do often have to say to myself, it were, if it were easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it is a privilege to be doing this and being in this world because we create something that matters to people. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I certainly feel that with the Broadway productions, but I feel that to an extraordinary sense with the Muni. Mm. Um, and I think for all of us coming out of, or let's put it this way, at this moment with COVID, it's very clear that people made choices about things that matter to them and things that don't and what they're gonna keep doing, what they're not. And that's all still moving out, but they love theater and they love musicals and they're showing up. Yeah, it's still, you know, the form matters. No, th there was a question. There is a question because when you remove yourself from just being there, people can choose to do other things, but the second they could come back, they came. Um, so I, I think the other thing I say to myself, huh, it's a really good question. I think I just sort of remind myself like this is just, I've chosen this and this is a way of traveling and this is what I've chosen. So yeah. own your choices. I don't, I can get very frustrated with myself and I can be intense 
but I don't think I live in a place of pity or why is the world doing this to me? Hmm. That's never a place I go to. Yeah. How have you gotten better at listening? I've gotten better at listening by speaking less. And I do think that's a gift of time and experience. Mm -hmm. And realizing what conversations really need me and which ones don't. And it's fine just to be in the room listening. And sometimes it's fine not to be in that room. So I think it's that I, I actually pride myself as a listener when one of the things I know I'm good at is I can be sitting around a room with, I believe I'm good at, I don't want to sound obnoxious, but I think I am, you know, there's 10, 12 people and you realize that for eight of these 12 people, the word the means it's a completely different thing. And you have to go, you have to help people say, I think you're talking about this. And then you say to the person, but I think you're talking about this. And they go, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that. I'm like, no, wait, no. You know, and you discover these things where, you know, communication is on its surface levels challenging hmm. and particularly intense, fast communication, particularly in a production process or a creative process is even harder. So I'm... I just try to really listen and make sure, I mean, as a producer, everybody's really understanding each other, which is a hard thing to do. And I, I think I'm good at saying, I don't, I don't think that's what we're talking about. I think we're talking about X and half the room goes X and half the room goes Y and we go, ah, we're not talking about the same thing. Let's talk about what we're talking about. Um, I wrestle with the notion of authority, which you carry when you have the title producer, um, which is not particularly interesting to me as a professional, but I've learned particularly the older I've gotten, you, you have to know that sometimes your position when you walk into a room, even if you don't intend to, you change the energy, you shift the focus, and sometimes that's productive and sometimes it's really not. Mm. And you've got to figure out how to get it back to what the intention really is. And how do you find, what do you find that to be removing yourself? Um, it depends on, you know, the, the purpose of the meeting, but sometimes, yes, I'll be like, I don't, I think you guys got this. I'm out, <laughs> you know, um, you know, you learn some pretty interesting lessons of how people, both view and sometimes need, or sometimes just have a reflex action to anybody who's an authority or perceived to be an authority. Mm. And you have to learn how to manage that and be comfortable. Yeah. And I'm guessing that comes with more listening. It comes with more listening. It comes with patience. Yeah. It comes with knowing when to have a public conversation, when to have a private conversation, yeah. how when you have to have difficult conversations, which are a part of it, you're 
making sure the person feels respected and understand. And, you know, I'll say that I'll literally begin like, I think this is going to be a difficult conversation. So I want to say that up front. And here's what my hope where you know, not the conclusion of where we end up, but however we end up, we understand, you know, each other and, and, and that, and, you know, just sort of said, and that's okay. You know, it's, 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 it's very odd to me that as people are really the world, the world is full of conflict. The world is full of built in conflict yeah. in nature and biology, yet we're all so afraid of it. <clears throat> but conflict, if it's managed right, can be incredibly creative, incredibly productive. But I've learned that people shy away. So sometimes you have to say, no, 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 we can do this. Let's figure this out. I also think you learn in a leadership position is, and this is very hard for me sometimes, sometimes it's really hard is, and I've had to say to uh, people who I work with, I'm not the last person to know, I should be the first person to know. Because hmm. I can actually help, but people want to, um, you know, their instinct is to either please or protect the boss. Sure. And that can really get in the way. And I have a hard time with that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Taste. As you decide what projects to be a part of yeah, as a producer, even what projects to put in at the Muni, how has your taste evolved? Um, well, in the Broadway environment, I've done all my Broadway producing with Kristen Kasky. You know, we are partners and I don't think we have similar tastes, but we do have similar instincts. Hmm. And And I think our taste is based on, or maybe our first step is always the instinct. Um, and it comes from a particular artist or idea, or if you look at the sum total of our productions that we've done on Broadway together, it's not a consistent taste. I mean, we've done David Byrne, Thoroughly Modern Millie, Fun Home, Legally Blonde, Death of a Salesman. Uh, you know, it's, I, you know, it goes on. So it's, it's an eclectic group, but each one of those, if there's a consistent sense of taste, it's somebody or some idea where we went, wow, that's, that's exciting or interesting or possible for us. Mm-hmm. In the Muni hat, I would say my taste, my taste is more in who I want to work here and the kind of people they are because that actually ends up on, on the stage. But in selecting the shows and looking at that and their styles, 
in many ways, my taste is least important. My job is to find a team of people where they have a really wonderful vision. And I hear that vision and go, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good vision and get that on stage. So it's seven individual worlds over the course of a summer. Um, I, I definitely have in for the Muni and as we select certain parts, there's certain parts, um, I'll say to the teams in casting, here are the parts where I, I really want to be in the conversation. And here are some other parts where you guys pick who you want, run it by me. I'm great. You know, if I tried to control everything, I couldn't do it, mm. which is actually freeing. I mean, I, my biggest taste here at the Muni is choosing who to trust. Mm. Yeah. And it definitely, it definitely helps when you, when you have people you can trust who can, you know, deliver, especially on a tight timeline. Um, uh, as we, as we wrap up here, I'm curious, is there a, a quote or a word or a phrase metaphorically you would put on a billboard for millions of people to see? I'd take it from Mr. Sondheim. I'd just put move on. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which can sometimes be hard. Sometimes be easy. Yeah. That, that, and, and those were the people when you asked your your first question, those were the people I was most interested in. As a young person, I looked around and those adults or teachers or colleagues, whatever, who were interested in that. In, as a thing that that's who I gravitated towards. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for joining. I feel I, like I don't have to go to therapy this week. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. To be honest, <laughs> people of the world, Mike <laughs> Isaacson. You've been listening to entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. <laughs>